February 27th. And now as we turn our attention to the reading of the New Testament, our narrative today will be from the book of Mark, chapter 9, verses 1 through 29. Consider some paradoxes of the Christian life. Here in Mark, chapter 9, we'll read about glory coming out of suffering. What happened on the Mount of Transfiguration was a confirmation of the testimony Peter gave, but it was also a revelation of the glory of the cross. First the suffering, then the glory. That's the order. When you read First Peter, you discover that Peter learned his lesson well. You see, Satan offers you glory without suffering, but it ends up suffering without glory. We'll read about victory coming out of defeat here in Mark chapter 9. Their failure to deliver the boy grieved the Lord, as we shall see, gave support to the enemy, and robbed God of glory. The nine disciples who were left behind had neglected their spiritual disciplines and lost their power. When you find yourself defeated, turn to Him for victory and discover where you went wrong. And now, let's read today, here in the New Testament. February 27th, Mark chapter 9, verses 1 through 29. Jesus went on to say, I assure you that some of you standing here right now will not die before you see the kingdom of God arrive in great power. Six days later, Jesus took Peter, James, and John to the top of a mountain. No one else was there. As the men watched, Jesus' appearance changed, and His clothing became dazzling white, far whiter than any earthly process could ever make it. Then Elijah and Moses appeared and began talking with Jesus. "'Teacher, this is wonderful!' Peter exclaimed. We will make three shrines, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He didn't really know what to say, for they were all terribly afraid. Then a cloud came over them, and a voice from the cloud said, This is my beloved son. Listen to him. Suddenly they looked around, and Moses and Elijah were gone, and only Jesus was with them. As they descended the mountainside, he told them not to tell anyone what they had seen until he, the Son of Man, had risen from the dead. So they kept it to themselves, but they often asked each other what he meant by rising from the dead. Now they began asking him, Why do teachers of religious law insist that Elijah must return before the Messiah comes? Jesus responded, Elijah is indeed coming first, to set everything in order. Why then is it written in the Scriptures that the Son of Man must suffer and be treated with utter contempt? But I tell you, Elijah has already come, and he was badly mistreated, just as the Scriptures predicted. At the foot of the mountain they found a great crowd surrounding the other disciples. As some teachers of religious law were arguing with them, the crowd watched Jesus in awe as He came toward them, and then they ran to greet Him. "'What is all this arguing about?' He asked. One of the men in the crowd spoke up and said, "'Teacher, I brought my son for you to heal him. He can't speak, 
because he is possessed by an evil spirit that won't let him talk. And whenever this evil spirit seizes him, it throws him violently to the ground and makes him foam at the mouth and grind his teeth and become rigid. So I asked your disciples to cast out the evil spirit, but they couldn't do it. Jesus said to them, You faithless people, how long must I be with you until you believe? How long must I put up with you? Bring the boy to me. So they brought the boy. But when the evil spirit saw Jesus, it threw the child into a violent convulsion, and he fell to the ground, writhing and foaming at the mouth. How long has this been happening? Jesus asked the boy's father. He replied, Since he was very small, the evil spirit often makes him fall into the fire or into water, trying to kill him. Have mercy on us and help us. Do something if you can. What do you mean, if I can? Jesus asked. Anything is possible if a person believes. The father instantly replied, I do believe, but help me not to doubt. When Jesus saw that the crowd of onlookers was growing, he rebuked the evil spirit. Spirit of deafness and muteness, he said, I command you to come out of this child and never enter him again. Then the spirit screamed and threw the boy into another violent convulsion and left him. The boy lay there motionless, and he appeared to be dead. A murmur ran through the crowd. He's dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and helped him to his feet, and he stood up. Afterward, when Jesus was alone in the house with his disciples, they asked him, Why couldn't we cast out that evil spirit? Jesus replied, This kind can be cast out only by prayer. Hey, it's James Whiting here, phasing up from phase two to phase three. I learned a lot when I was in phase two, how to, re- how to cope with loss, how to rely on other people, and besides relying on myself. I also got even closer to God than I did before. And I want to say thank you to all my brothers who stuck by me when I was in phase one and phase two, and all the brothers that I'm going up to in phase three. And if you happen, and thanks to the coordinators of phase two, and if you happen to see Dave Geller and Nicholas Metters, phase three coordinators, please give them a hug. Thank you. Hey guys, Steve Markson here, phasing up from phase one down on the farm to phase two up at Lancaster. Just want to wish you guys a great morning. Hopefully uh, everything is going well at the farm. Um, Learned a lot there at Phase 1. Looking forward to Phase 2 and discovering who I am in Christ. Um, I did a lot of discovery down on the farm, but now it's time to move on to Phase 2 and see what God has in store for me up on Phase 2 and as I enter Phases 3 and 4 and continue with the ministry. Guys, have a good morning. Been thinking of you. Been thinking of the coordinators. And, yes, we miss Pirate. And, yes, we miss uh, Bailey, too. You guys take care. Have a great morning. Thank you. Psalm 43, verses 1 through 5. You know, the discouraging talk of others was a contributing factor uh, here in this psalm and the writer of the psalm. Has God forgotten you? Where is your God? Well, the answer is in Psalm 115. Listen to God and not the foolish talk of men. What should you do when depression starts to control you? Hope in God. That's what you're to do. Look at the future and not at the past. If you feel drowned by circumstances, well, keep in mind that they are His waves and billows, and He knows what is best for you. 
So stop feeding on your feelings, and start feeding on His Word, because God will guard you and guide you, no matter how miserable you may feel. God is greater than your feelings, so walk by faith, and He will see you through. Psalm forty-three, verses one through five. O、oh、God, take up my cause. Defend me against these ungodly people. Rescue me from these unjust liars. For you are God, my only safe haven. Why have you tossed me aside? Why must I wander around in darkness, oppressed by my enemies? Send out your light and your truth. Let them guide me. Let them lead me to your holy mountain, to the place where you live. There I will go to the altar of God, to God the source of all my joy. I will praise you with my harp, O God, my God. Why am I discouraged? Why so sad? I will put my hope in God. I will praise Him again, my Savior and my God. Proverbs chapter ten, verse eighteen: To hide hatred. Is to be a liar. To slander is to be a fool.